subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Great Billie Holiday and her rendition of Summertime. I love Summertime. It's my favorite of the four seasons. But I've got to admit, when I look at the weather forecast for this weekend, it's a little bit too much summertime for me. You know, it gets to the point, even in summertime, where you're ready for a cool day. You're ready for some sign of fall. I don't know if we're going to get it this weekend. I can only speak for Fayetteville. If you're on the south side of the mountain, it's going to be even worse. 98 today, 98 tomorrow, 98 on Sunday. Now, I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't get to 98 degrees in Fayetteville that often. I mean, it really doesn't. I know in other parts of Arkansas it does. I know there are parts of Arkansas that routinely hit 100. And it may in Fayetteville early next week. But 98 is pretty toasty for northwest Arkansas. So it is going to be summertime over the next couple of days and uh, really, I guess, the next week or so as we look at the extended forecast. We are in the dog days of summer. The good news is I refuse to call it fall camp because there's nothing fall about the first week of August. But the good news is preseason camp for the Razorbacks is right around the corner. And I want to begin with some football, really continue with some football as we start today on the Give Me the Honks Chuck podcast presented by Wagner Realtors, the Griffin Company. We're wrapping up the week. Sam Pittman has made the media rounds, as we alluded to on Wednesday. We played some of his audio from our conversation on the morning rush uh, on on the podcast on Wednesday. And I want to begin by kind of continuing that theme. And I want to focus specifically today on the defensive line. We've reached the point in the year where, for me, I I begin to go over the two deep. I begin to familiarize myself with the players who, it looks like, are going to play for the Razorbacks this coming season. You begin to go over names. You begin to memorize hometowns, for example, heights and weights, learn a little bit about their story. Well, I started looking at Arkansas's defensive line. That was the area where I wanted to focus. Sam Pittman talked about that a little bit earlier this week. Now, you may have heard this, 
But I want to play it again, and then I want to comment on the personnel on the backside. So first, let's listen to what the head coach has to say. The other thing I like about our team is our defensive ends. I think we've got big, and I think we've got speed on the edge. So I'm excited to see those guys and see how that thing all shakes out as well. Now, I know he likes his edge rushers. He said that. There are questions about other spots. There are positions you feel more solid about than others. But I got to looking at some of this personnel. And there are a lot of prospects. You know, sometimes when you got a bunch of names, you just got a bunch of, you know, I don't know that they're candidates, prospects, whatever you want to call them. Sometimes they're just out there. They're just names. Other times you've, you've got real prospects, candidates. And, you know, right now, just consider this is the possibility of a, of a front four. Trey John Jeffcoat, Cameron Ball, Tarian Carter, Landon Jackson. Backed up, backed up by Jashad Stewart, Eric Gregory, Zach Williams, maybe this Anthony Booker, transfer from Maryland. Not might be Marcus Miller, fifth-year senior out of Warren. We've not even gotten to John Morgan III, the transfer from Pitt, or Nico Devalier, young man from Arkansas, got to play a lot last year. My point is, there are a lot of good players. There's a defensive line transfer from Louisiana Tech, too. So, I mean, there are real numbers there. You know, edge rushers, all those things, that's important. And, I mean, you got to have them. But you got to be able to stop the run in this league. And I have a hunch that there may be some teams out there that are running the ball a little bit more this year than they did last year. You've got to be able to stop that. Arkansas has got a lot of guys there. There are a lot of players with real potential. You've got two deep and maybe even three deep at some of those spots. And I'll tell you what that brings. Long before you play the season opener against Western Carolina, it brings competition in practice every single day. That's one of the things Pittman talked about at SEC Media Days. It's one of those things that almost becomes cliche-ish at times. That, you know, we want to have competition or we've got great competition. Sometimes you've got great competition between mediocre players. Sometimes competition is the word that you use when nobody's emerged yet. Sometimes, though, competition means you've got a lot of really good players. And I think when you look at Arkansas's defensive line, and we'll focus on some of the other spots as we move along, but I think when you look at that group right there, that's real competition. You know, Jeffcoat, Ball, Carter, Jackson, Stewart, Booker, Gregory, Williams, Morgan, Miller, Rose, Devalier. That's a bunch of names. And all of them have played. Maybe not here, but all of them have played. I think that's got a chance to be a strength. I think it may be. In fact, it should be the strength on the defensive side of the ball. And I have long believed that if Arkansas is ever going to arrive as a contender in the SEC, and I mean serious, year after year, real deal kind of stuff, you've got to be able to be really at a championship level on that defensive line. And it, it can't just be three or four. It's got to be seven or eight. 
you got to have playmakers on top of playmakers, not just at the edge, but in the middle. I think they've got those guys now. Now, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win the West. But I think as this program progresses and as we evaluate year after year on how they're going about it, I really do think this is an important spot. And when I look at the numbers and I look at the names and I look at the success that these guys have had at other places, I really think for, I won't say the first time, but if somebody were to say the first time, I wouldn't argue. I believe the Razorbacks have legit defensive line depth. I think it goes beyond the two deep. And we've not been able to say that very many times, certainly since Arkansas joined the SEC. All right, before we move on, talk a little more football. I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. And I want to talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. What I can speak to you from is my personal experience. And what I know from my experience partnering with them is that when you partner with an agent from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, you're going to get someone that's absolutely the best trained in the business. Nobody out there in the real estate game has got a better training program than Weikert, which means your Weikert representative is going to be what you need, whether you find yourself on the side of the table as a buyer or whether you find yourself on the other side of the table as a seller. What they do best is get you from contract to close. And whatever your situation, when you get right down to it, that's the bottom line. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're servicing Missouri now out of Branson. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. That was a called play, and I called it, Chuck. Hey, Chuck, and I made some good calls today, too, brother. You sure did. You sure did. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, going to the lake, going to the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. That's Factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curb Realtors, the Griffin Company. I guess the big news as we continue with college football this week has been Colorado's move, or as they say out there, Colorado. Their move from the Pac-12 back to the Big 12. The prodigal son returns home. The Pac-12's falling apart. Deion Sanders has gotten what he had in mind all along when he took the Colorado job. There are lots of different layers to this. It is an interesting story. Minus Deion Sanders, Colorado moving back to the Big 12 is not as seismic as it is with him. I'm not sure it'd be happening without him to be perfectly honest. But they began talking about it in earnest back in May, held one of those top secret meetings, 
and it evolved very, very quickly. It escalated very quickly. And lo and behold, here we are at the end of July, and Colorado's going to go back to the Big 12. And this leaves the Pac-12 in a very precarious spot. There are those who have already basically put a wreath on them, said it's over, that the Pac-12 is done. Certainly the Pac-12 as we know it is done, not because Colorado's left, but because USC and UCLA left before them. And because of that, they've not been able to secure a television deal. They don't have a TV deal. And even Colorado can say, we're not going to play that game. Now, it's Deion Sanders that gives them the cachet. I feel very certain in saying now that he knew very well when he took that job at Colorado that they were going to move back to the Big 12. I can remember hearing coaches talk about how that's a better job than you think, and I remember thinking, are you kidding me? It's a terrible job. Maybe they knew something we didn't know. Maybe Colorado didn't really keep this a secret, at least internally, that they were planning to move. Dion's always wanted to recruit, I say always, Dion wants to recruit Texas. His off-season home has always been in Dallas. He wants to recruit Dallas. He wants to get the Colorado brand into his backyard. He wants to recruit the South. He wants to get a lot of the kids he convinced to go to Jackson State to come to Boulder, Colorado. And let me tell you something. Anybody that doubts his ability to build a program there, he got some of the best players in college football to come to Jackson, Mississippi and play for Jackson State. I think he'll be able to recruit to Colorado. So what happens to the Pac-12? That's been the big conversation. Desmond Howard is on ESPN's College Game Day. This is what he had to say. When Colorado went to the Pac-12, it seemed like an arranged marriage. It seemed like it was forced. And they were never really accepted in the Pac-12. And there was always some type of, it's like a strained relationship, a strained marriage. So you have the Big 12 in the corner giving Colorado the eye talking about, hey, remember us? Won't you guys come back over here? And you just saw Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. He's given that program so much added value and don't forget the big 12 is about to lose oklahoma and texas two of their cowbells so now they bring in a very valuable brand with um colorado and coach prime so it makes perfect sense absolutely and and some are wondering and by some i mean me the (laughs) pac-12 losing usc losing ucla now it seems on the verge of losing colorado are we about to lose the pac-12 conference desmond howard it seems like everything is headed in that direction right now they're going to have to pull off something pretty incredible that no one sees coming if they're going to stay in existence because it seems like it's going to be the sec the big 10 and it's going to be a third conference a lot of people say it's going to be a two conference system i don't believe that at all it's just too much too many college football teams to just be two conferences it's going to have to at least be three and it just may be the um the big 12 so i don't know what's going to happen to the pac 12 people are coming in there and poaching their teams poaching their programs and they may um cease to exist about 10 years from now see i don't even think it's going to take 10 years i think he's being generous there I think it's going to happen a lot sooner than that. I will tell you that of all the things that have happened in college football over the last 20 years, the expansion of the SEC, the expansion 
of the Big Ten, the advent of conference championship games, the thing that I still, and I'm certain will be when it's over, the most surprised by is the demise of the Pac-12. Those of you who are old enough, I mean, the Pac-12 has been at the forefront of winning college football championships for as long as I can remember. You know, I remember when the Rose Bowl really was the granddaddy of them all. And the Pac-12 or Pac-8 or Pac-10, whatever it was in those years, their champion against the Big Ten champion oftentimes was the game of the day on New Year's Day. You think about all the Heisman trophies that have been won in that conference. You think about sitting in front of your television in the latter years and watching Pac-12 after dark, watching that late game. It's just impossible, really, for me to imagine college football without the Pac-12. It just really is when you think about the history and the tradition of that conference. But I don't know where they go. I sort of think, based on what we're seeing right now, and and I believe that Desmond Howard is correct, I think there are going to be at least three what we would categorize as super conferences. The SEC and the Big Ten, at least right now, are the two best. Everything's cyclical, so you don't know that that'll last forever. But if there's a battle between the Big 12 and the Pac-12, the Big 12's won, or at least they're winning. And people have wondered over the last 24 hours, well, what does the SEC do? Do they go to Oregon? Do they go to Arizona? What does the Big Ten do? Do they go get that Nike brand? I don't think either one of them do anything. This is the Big 12, Pac-12's fight. Let them fight. Part of the reason that they've not been able to secure a television deal is that outside of Los Angeles, they don't have valuable college football television markets. I know Phoenix is top 10, but that's a pro sports city. And neither Arizona football nor Arizona State football move the needle. They just don't move the needle. And college football doesn't mean as much in those areas as it does in our part of the country. That's why they struggle to draw. And so I just don't know that there are a lot of valuable commodities out there for either the Big Ten or the SEC to take a look at. Let these guys have their fight. It seems apparent the Big 12 is going to win it. doesn't hurt college football for you to have a great conference with the majority of the teams in the, the far central or the mountain or the Pacific time zone. doesn't hurt you at all. In fact, I think it's good. You need to have those time zones in those areas represented. You do not want college football to become a provincial game where only parts of the country participate at a championship level. You've got sports in the NCAA where it's like that. In my estimation, that's what keeps them from breaking the glass ceiling is that they're too provincial. College football cannot become that. It has to remain a coast-to-coast sport if it's going to be the monster that it is today. But I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 just need to have their fight. And it seems pretty apparent now that the Big 12s, they've got more to work with right now. Let's just put it that way. Also know that if you're already into college football, if you're already talking about it, if you're already thinking about how you're going to place your wagers when the season rolls around, you really need to download the Bet Saracen app. It is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. And when you download it, 
you'll see very quickly why it's that way. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. One of the things that makes it fun is there are all kinds of wagering opportunities on former Razorbacks. There are prop bets. There are things that will pique your interest beyond just placing a wager. But if you are one of those people that likes to place a wager on the game you're watching, there's no better place than the BetSaracen app. If you've not downloaded it, you need to do so. There's a how-to-play video. They'll have you up and running and ready to roll at the BetSaracen app. All right, that's going to do it for this week. I'll tell you what we're going to start doing next week. We're going to visit with some of the voices of the teams that Arkansas is playing. Arkansas has got seven SEC opponents next year. We're going to talk to all seven of them between now and the start of the season. LSU's up first, so we're going to talk to Chris Blair on Monday. He's the voice of the LSU Tigers. He's an old radio hand. He's a good guy. And we're going to talk to all these guys, not just about the prospects for their team's seasons, but maybe a little bit about them and all that sort of stuff. So I think you'll find it interesting. These are all pretty good guys, and some of them actually do have interesting stories. So we'll delve into that on Monday. In the meantime, find an air conditioner. Hydrate if you got to be outside. You know what to do. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week. Till then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.